0: Saying, um, he who brought the treasure of divine love and who was filled with compassion and mercy. Where has such a personality as Advaita Acharya gone? Where are my Surabhamadhar and Rupa Goswami? Where is Sanatan? Where is Raghunath Das, the savior of the fallen? Where are my Raghunath Bhatta and Gopal Bhatta? Where is Krishna Das Kaviraj? Where did Lord Goranga, the great dancer, suddenly go? I will smash my head against the rock and enter into the fire. Where will I find Lord Goranga, the reservoir of all wonderful qualities? Being unable to obtain the association of Sri Goranga, accompanied by all of these devotees in whose association he performed his pastimes, Narutam Das simply weeps. Jai Sri Krishna, Yeah, some I'll offer
1: one i offer last
2: okay. afterwards. We can do now.
0: So we offer me while you sing and yeah, you offer at the end.
2: Yeah, you claim we're while we same, we can
0: pass an offer some
1: now, we can leave some
3: flowers at the end for Guru Maharaj. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I <laughs> shall Your father, Chaya, Shodohe Amaya, Tomara your father, Maya, Tomara, Charan, not holy. Child of Hidamaya, Tomara, Child of Hidamaya, Voya vega dumi, chaya, chaya dosa shodhi, chaya una dehodase. Voya vega
1: dumi,
3: chaya dosa shodhi, chaya una dehodase. Chaya shat samba dehoe amare bosete. Sangera série Dehoe amare bossete, sangra chatsangga de hoé amare, você te Kaki हमारा नहीं पाए बोलो हरि नाम संकीर्तन
1: काकी
3: नहीं पाए बोलो हरि hari nama sankirtane ekanti ramana hari ramaya hari nama sankirtane me kripa kori shrada binduriya deho krishna namana nane kripa sadha
1: bindu diya deho krishna
3: nama tane kripa kari sadha bindu diya deho krishna nama tane Krishna se tu Krishna dittepāt, tu māsat yācce. Krishna se tu Krishna dittepāt, tu Krishna se tu māt, Krishna Shoti Krishna Sre
1: Krishna
3: Kitre Paro Pomara Satra Krishna Krishna Boli Dhai Tava Pache Pache To Kanga, krishna krishna, krishna bole dhay pache krishna
1: <laughs> krishna
3: nahi paay bolo ek akhi ammar nahi paay bolo ek akhi ammar nahi paay bolo nahi paay bolo hari naam sankirtane Kuri nama sanki pāne Kuri nama sanki pāne Kthumi kripa kari sarabhindu dhīya Deo krsna nama dhāne Kthumi kari Deo krishna nama dhāne to me, Kripa Kori Shraddha Vindu Diya, Deo Krishna Namathane. Now, what I saga, do I ask? I go, I snap what I dhiya pada chhaya shoraha amaya tumar charun nodori dhiya pada chhaya shoraha
1: amaya
3: tumar charun nodori jay vaisnava Bishnu ta ko jay bishnu ta pura Oh, Vaishnav Taco, Vaishnav I go Hari, oh, good boy, good boy, good boy. oh, go. the go Det- oh, oh, Yan on Salakaya Chaksoon Milita tasmai that's my she, good Renamaha. Bujo, kanaka Sankit and I, Kamalaya, Takso, Vishwamboro, Dvijabaro Yugadharma Palo. Vandita day priyakaro get one Krishna Chaitanya Hitiananda Sahodito, Guru Pushpabanto, Chitrosando Tamodo, One day Ham Shiramakrishno, of Haya Chadano Sako, Sundaro Subala Prio, Hey Krishna Karuna Sindo, Dina Bandhu Jagat Pate, Gupika Kanta. Raganta no most today. Tapta Kanchan go rangi, rade, brindavanish, sute, devi, Pranamami, vari priye
2: She Gopalki go jai. She got invasional guru pumpaki jai. Go back to screen this one. So we begin our proceedings this, this morning as we have with a beautiful song of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. In this in connection with honoring the passing of al Chandra. Add a little humor to, to the event. To Maharaj asked me if we could offer our take to, uh, I thought, uh, what he intended, I'm not sure, but I thought he was asking, would it be appropriate to offer Artic to the picture of Dilal Chandra? And I replied, you can offer Artic to a cow, which he took to mean we should offer Artic to a cow. (laughs) So, (laughs) a little confusion there, Um, but uh, I thought it would be better given the space and so forth to begin in this way. Which Maharaj had also suggested we sing this song and offer the Pushpanjali without the RT. But after all, Hinduism is quite a worshipful uh, culture. So there's, it's hard not to think of anything that could be worshipped with the right understanding in the panentheistic perspective of Bodhivyasinism in particular. So today we honor the passing of. Ural Chandra, Godbrother of mine, and disciple of A.C. Bhakti Gita, Swami Prabhupada, our Guru Maharaj, and someone uh, that uh, many of you who are listening today uh, have known, have heard his uh, discourses, But uh, I encouraged him to um, <clears throat> record and so forth. Some of you personally served with him um, at a time that... Uh, Shortly after, he connected with me. We connected together, and uh, some lived under his uh, auspices there at Ananda Ashram for some time. And others uh, may have known him even before um, I knew him. He's the same age as myself. He would have been seventy-three this year, which I'll turn in a couple of months. <clears throat> and um, well, he was a very colorful. Uh, life and a colorful version uh, of light, life, before we discuss the details of that that I, I am privy to and some things about him that um, come to my mind as I reflect on his service and uh, and uh, fraternity. Um, the song of Bhaktivinoda Thakur is uh, a beautiful Bengali song which he petitions the uh, venerable Vaishnavas um, who he describes as an ocean of grace, ocean of mercy. Someone sent me a post of a picture of pink beach in Indonesia and was pink. And the ocean was blue, and it was very, it was very beautiful. And uh, attached to the post was the comment, "Maybe there are oceans of milk," because it looked rather out of the ordinary. To which I replied that milk is the uh, liquid affection. There's an ocean that surrounds the island to Dweep, and heart, because you need a lot of that to swim there, to get to arrive there. And here, um, that ocean of affection that surrounds Bhagwan, if you will, figuratively described as an ocean of milk that can be experienced tangibly as such as well in a realm where such things are possible is extended, as Bhakti Mataku says, through the, the person of the Vaishnav. The fact, the Vaishnav, with regard to the Kripa, the mercy of God, the grace of God, is said to be the... the particularly the, the manifestation of... The mercy of Bhagawan, the grace of Bhagawan. And this refers to the devotees, the Vaishnavas in this world who have uh, experience of the suffering of others and who may have suffered themselves in the course of um, uh, receiving the grace of the Vaishnavas. And as a result, being able to systematically participate in sadhana, which I often describe as an effort to accrue more grace very different type of practice than the sadhana or the spiritual practice of traditions such as gyan and yoga which are also which also have a, a transcendental goal in mind they're very much effort based there's quite a difference in our effort which is as I say, an effort to acquire more grace so they start us on that course And as I say, such uh, siddhas who have arrived at at, um, their destination through sadhana have experience of the suffering of people in the world, so they're naturally uh, compassionate and empathetic towards them in ways that Bhagwan, being aloof from the world and never having suffered, And as such, doesn't have direct experience of, um, Mm -hmm. may not be as readily able to uh, express that empathy. But he does through the agency of his side It's not that he doesn't have compassion for the world. He knows how it works, what the problem is. He addresses it, for example, in texts like the Gita, and how to resolve it. Um, But it particularly through his his Vaishnavas to his devotees, his Kripa Shakti, then we get more than the rationale of how to deal with the problem. We get more of an empathetic
1: um,
2: address to our our plight. Mm-hmm. Of course Bhagavan Sri Chaitanya is Krishna himself in the form of a devotee or Krishna. And he is described as such. As merciful, he is Krishna in his Acharya Leela. Mm. So, certainly, he is as magnanimous uh, as and compassionate, if you will, as Rupa Goswami says when he says, Namo Mahabuddinaya, Mahabuddinaya. Mm. I've never seen someone more gracious. Mm. So, this is the position of the Vaishnavas, and so we petition them for their grace. You know, the starts here in the second uh, stanza of his song in a very practical sense. While the goal is high, and we should know what it is theoretically, be well informed about that. After all, if we were to go there, we should know where we're going. You know, just poke around in the dark, right? God has no face, he must be out there somewhere. Not like that. He has many faces for that matter, and a particular face. And form that we are interested in this Godi Vaishnava, this former Swayam Bhagavan. And he lives, as to say, in, a, in this private island surrounded by milk and affection, loving devotees, difficult to go to, difficult to get his attention. We should know the goal, prime Priyogyan, and we should know where we are and how to proceed from this point to there. Like I've often said, if you go into a shopping center in a lot of countries, you're gonna have a map that says where all the stores are. So it will say, your store is here, 108 is here, and it's gonna say, and you are here. You need to know both things. So our view know immediately takes us to where we are, to know what we should do, what step we should take, make the next step towards our goal, says, he begs the Vaishnava, "Teach me to control my passions, my six passions, my my six faults. Bestow upon me the six qualities of devotion, and the six kinds, and offer unto me, me the six kinds of devotional holy association. So, very pragmatic, very practical." Um, Verse. I was asked the other day, as you may recall during our discussions by Shamdas in Chile. What songs to sing?
0: Hmm?
2: Argentina. Arge- Argentina, right, Argentina, excuse me. What songs to sing for one who is in the stage of an art and by which he could acquire the grace of gore Nityananda, well here, this is a song to acquire the grace of the Vaishnavas who are, to whom we know about Gaur Nityananda. Without Gora Pandit, well, it's questionable, there would be any deities of Gora Nityananda. He, the Subal Saka of Gora who was asked by Mahaprabhu to craft the deities of himself into the Prabhu and begin this worship. So this is a nice song for that purpose. Bhaktivinoda goes on and says that uh, I don't find it alone, I don't find the strength hmm, to carry on with the Sankirtan of the holy name of Hari. So bless me by giving me some faith, a drop of faith, which I can say in the great treasure of Krishna Naam. It said that Naam is given by Nityananda Prabhu hmm, for the price of one's faith. I'm going to talk about another nice song in this regard, the marketplace of the holy name, describing how they set up a shop there He's selling the holy name for the price of one's faith. Not much in one sense. In another sense, your faith is what you are. As the Gita says, a person is their faith. You want to acquire a faith in Vaishnavism. Mm. that may that a yeah. you know, person may be identified with that as a unit, personified form of such faith in the world it serves as a beacon of light to others. Mm. With that faith and that faith alone then we're qualified to tread the path of Nelsonya. He says, <laughs> concluding words then bhakti Krishna is yours and you have the power to give him to me, so I'm running behind you, shouting Krishna, Krishna, taku bhakti ki jai taku ki jayi. So, um, with that, let me, let me say a few words about Dulac uh, Chandra. Um, I met him later in his life, um, and um, we had many, Uh, intimate conversations together. And in some of those conversations, he uh, uh, revealed to me about his earlier life, aspects of his earlier life that were very, very colorful, (laughs) very, very, uh, uh, he would be glued to the chair to hear them. um, And they much involved the the, uh, awkward circumstances that uh, he, uh, found himself in in an effort to pursue the beautiful ideal of Bodhi Vaishnavism hmm. reminds me of the idea that sometimes devotees ask about tolerance, tolerance is a quality that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has not really asked us to culture but mandated it of us, when he said like a tree be tolerant even if people cut you down, you can give them shade while they're doing so. Um, however, it is also said that one should um, create, if you will, a favorable environment for one's practice. After having departed from my Guru Maharaj's formal mission, gone for reasons most of you are aware of we don't need to go into, some years later, I met a brother who told me that, you know, you should come back to ISKCON because there's a lot that you, you, you could grow in tolerance. I said, I said, I got enough to tolerate in the circumstances I've created that are favorable for my practice. I don't have to go someplace to find it. It finds me. The need to tolerate finds us wherever we are. So we should, the two, both mandates are there create a favorable place for your practice. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't let this idea of tolerance, don't abuse the idea by misunderstanding it and think that you have to keep yourself in a place that's not favorable for your practice. Mm-hmm. So do little Chandra, by force of circumstance, like many of us, um, have uh, found ourselves in less than ideal circumstances. It don't sound exactly like circumstances in which the Goswamis were doing their bhajan and and, uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates were relishing Namsan Kirtan. Of course, we were part of a mission created by Prabhupada, which was an extension of the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, which was envisioned, if you will, by Bhakti Mnod Thakur in terms of his desire to have a systematic way to propagate to Vaishnavism and make it known, um, bring it onto the stage of the world's uh, religions, that it might be objectively uh, considered huh, in terms of its theological insights. And he had confidence if he could get it on that stage, that it would shine very brightly. Huh? And uh, we're still trying to do that. We, 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 we have to some extent, again, the formation of a, of a systematic mission that, uh, that, that uh, under the auspices of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsadhi Thakura, son and uh, successor in all respects of uh, Bhakti Vinod Bhakti Thakura. Um, and then the extension of that that went worldwide in the form of my Guru uh, mission. These uh, missions were dynamic in their um, uh, scope uh, in, what, in, in, their, in terms of their intention, and um, certainly facilitated many uh, devotees to come within the fold of Gaudiya Vaishnava. But in the words of Bhakti starts to talk about himself, who was perhaps the first person to form a formal, hard, so to speak, uh, uh, institution, there was a soft form of the institutionalization of Godi, of, of course that occurred through the pen of the Goswamis who took the ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that compared to a waterfall that is just stunning, difficult to approach hmm? but out of the waterfall of his ecstasy they turned it into a lake that you could approach, drink from bathe in, take advantage of it by by locating that ecstasy, if you will, and there's no religious figure in the world who uh, serves as a better example of, of, of a life of ecstasy in, in love of God than Sri Chaitanya. That's an objective fact. There are other ecstatic persons in the history across cross-culturally of, of, of the religious world, the world of mystics, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstasy is, uh, is of another order altogether. And these Goswamis, the founding Chargers, if you will, of the Samadaya, they, they, they located that ecstasy on the map of the sacred texts and made it understandable to us to some extent, attractive, approachable by their example and their teachings and so on. So this is kind of a soft form of institutionalizing and bringing people then within the fold but a, a more hard form of an institution. I, I perhaps, um, as I say, in history of the Vaish- Vaishnavas, Gaudiya Vaishnavas and Bhakti Siddhanta was the first to, to do that and then to take it around the world as my Guru Maharaj did. Puchapachita Maharaj used to like to say, the idea came in Bhakti Vinodhi. Bhakti Siddhanta that gave shape to it and Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada took it all over, over the world and I would add Pujasvita, Pajrita, Marsh causes to reflect back on it. What were its pluses and what were its minuses? Mm-hmm. Because as Bhagavad Gita himself said, the former, if you will, of the original such institution reflected on, there's a bright side to it, there's an upside to it, and there can be a downside to it as well. Mm-hmm. And so, some of the downside of that was uh new chandra experienced in 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 good measure Mm -hmm. and the stories were 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 um electrifying if you will disconcerting to some extent but electrifying there was the person sitting before you who had weathered the storm (laughs) uh uh extreme storms he was uh had joined the fledgling uh, 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 satellite, if you will, known as New Rindavan in his beginning days. And uh, from there, I think he joined, what was that called, the rock star? I forget now. Traveling. Traveling, Mm -hmm. I forget the name of it, Mm -hmm. with a bus and actors and Musicians traveling around as as young people would do in those days, anyway, um, and putting to music and, and drama and whatnot, uh, the road show I think it was called, traveling road show, mm-hmm. Vishnu John Swami. Uh, leading the leading the troupe, if you will, um, which something that Prabhupada reined in at a certain point said so I think we should close that down <laughs> that sector um and uh and, and then uh, a, a resident of uh, a rural community in west virginia um, which over the decades came to be prominent and in some ways that you wouldn't want to hear about uh, and dual chandra was there for all of it he was the accountant Right in the the center of it all. But he he, he, um, 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 served in that capacity with with great uh, uh, integrity, more than um, some of the leading figures, which led to the infamy of that particular um, uh, project if you will. I mean, it still goes on today and they've, they've all passed through that and it's reconfigured and so on and so forth. But It, it had its heyday, if you will, and, 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 um, and, um, and there were some very difficult uh, and awkward situations that he persevered. So to hear him speak about that was always inspiring to me. I, mean, I knew about it. I was in the mission of Prabhupada as well. I, wasn't, I was on the other coast, if you will, in California um, I had visited there once or, or twice, but uh, he, he lived through it all, and it's quite a story. So to hear him tell that like a survivor, you know, it was, uh, it was uh, riveting and uh, inspiring. And I just mentioned this to you because, again, we all find ourselves to one extent to another, we may in such circumstances, and we have to see, th- see through them, if you will, and um, and try to create a favorable situation for ourselves for our practice. We have that freedom, and freedom is given to us. actually, we're charged to do that. So we should know that. Hmm. Um, don't We shouldn't always look just to be told what to do. We should, we should, we should learn to think. The guru tells us what, to th- what tells us what what to think in a very rudimentary sense in the beginning, but more than that, he teaches us, or she teaches us, how to think about what to think, the, how to think about it. That's going to take us from the Kanishta neophyte orientation, the generous idea of a bhakta, material devotee, it's just like it's an oxymoron, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but the Vaishnavas have, have um, in Bhagavatam has invoked this term, bhakta. How, how can it be a bhakta? <laughs> and be material. Well, we find we ourselves in, 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 in such a situation, and we need to grow beyond it, from a neophyte um, orientation to an intermediate orientation, where things are no longer black and white. They're gray, but, it, but the grayness is comforting. It's just, it, it makes for a broader understanding of the depth of what I'm involved in, and how verses have different meanings and there's more than one right one mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, so it's for thinking people, actually. Mm-hmm. Prabhupada often said he wanted to create independent, what was his term, independent? Independently minded. Independently thoughtful. People. Hmm? Independently thoughtful. Independently thoughtful mm. persons. So keep that independence in mind. <laughs> And, uh, and learn how to use it properly, right? That will be beautiful. Mm. Someone wrote me today and said, I was given the opportunity, I don't know the person, but a devotee said, I was given the opportunity to teach a class of bhakti, about bhakti in a Wiccan school here. Do you think I should do it? I said, well, use your common sense you know, if you, it, it, it could be good. Mm. But so then he wrote back and said, The thing is that they want to pay me for it. (laughs) And he he said, So his mind is spinning. I said, Just send me the money. (laughs) (laughs) He went on, and I just couldn't reply any further. This is for thinking people. You have to have a little common sense. You have to be like Columbus or Alexander the Great. You have to cut that knot, you know, a little bit of common sense. That's not very common, right? So Duval John had some common sense. <laughs> he managed to get through it all, if you will. And when I, um, and, and during that period, he, he married one of those, you know, early marriages of those times. And uh, he fathered a son. His wife couldn't hang on <laughs> or see her way through to the finish of, uh, of Gaudi Vaishnavism in the way that he did. So they separated and, and so his son was uh, uh, raised differently. We'll come back to that because it be- has a beautiful full circle that it, uh, it comes to. But, um, but when, when I met him um, at that time, I had been visiting uh, some devotees in North Carolina. Uh, requested as I was by um, um, Karnamrita, whom I mentioned yesterday, God-Brother of mine passed in recent times as well, husband of Arjun City, who's often the moderator for the Sunday uh, uh, Zoom talks that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, he we would listen to my talks or read things that I had written and... Uh, and he reached out to me and invited me to come. I, so I came. At that time they were living in in Baltimore. I come once a year, for a few days, and talk. And I was able to capture Archer and City's faith as well, which was comforting to to uh, to, uh, to uh, whose faith I already had, if you will. And at some point they moved to North Carolina, which was an interesting uh, development there. And um, Dulal Chandra had been part of the development where they lived. His service was connected with the Bhaktivedanta archive, which is a, was set up to preserve Prabhupada's writing, its tapes, lectures, and so on and so forth. He was a participant in that. But by the time that I came there, um, there was some disagreement uh, amongst all those involved, a few, in that particular project. And Dulal Chandra, and at that time his wife, Dr. who is still his wife, um, second wife, um, were living in, in, a, in a, another town,
0: not a
2: couple hours from that, what was called Prabhupada village. You couldn't have named the place worse or wrong, or wrong. It was so far from a Prabhupada village that when I came there, I, somebody went and stuffed all the mailboxes with propaganda against me. That no one would come to Argent City and Karmacharya's house and hear from me. Mm-hmm. This was the climate. <laughs> Some came, nonetheless, with their cautions and with their neurosis and their and their uh, understanding of, of what it meant, uh, what what Prabhupada's teachings were were all about, and so forth. Which, by the grace of good association through Pucipadshri Maharaj, Others in my life, I had I'd grown, as I said, to understand a little better. Prabhupada took it around the world, and Tridharmash caused us to think about it what it really was, mm-hmm. what, what, what the institution was for, what was its purpose, what's the, what's the goal, mm-hmm. to think deeply about it, about all those things he said that your Guru put into your heart mm-hmm. and didn't let you think, mm-hmm. stopped your mind, which he did. Prabhupada stopped us from thinking without trying. He just stunned us. He said, think, we just believe whatever he said. It didn't matter what he said. He had completely frozen our minds, if you will, and entered our hearts and then come up and made us think, try to logically support, you know, whatever he said, to the extent that we felt we had to, which just wasn't very much. <laughs> so um, he said, he, 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 those things that he's put in your heart, now you have to reflect on them. Now you have to find him in his apparent absence. What is the meaning of all those uh, things that he shared with you in depth and so on and so forth? So um, he had asked me, Pujapad Sridhar to do relief work, by which he meant with a pained heart, um, minister to those who have come to Godi Vaishnavism through the very broad, extensive Campaign of your Guru Maharaj, the Swami Prabhupada, whom you affectionately referred to as Swami Maharaj, hmm? do relief really work for those who have come through that campaign that are losing sight of what it's about for any number of reasons. Hmm? One of them being the shortcomings that inevitably 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 may arise in an institution. Hmm? as I've already, uh, as I've been, been addressing. And um, so, many of you are here <laughs> for, in need of re- were in need of relief, practically all of my students is, is, is in some form or, or another. And uh, so, this is my, uh, uh, I'm getting closer now to do law in, in, in my life I want to just relate a little bit of the history as it comes to me. I wasn't there yet. Um, he was just nearby and he used to, used to live there and have service there. Mm. Um, but while I was welcome at the house of, of Archon City and Karnamrita, um, other houses were a little suspicious, cautious. Some of them would come, Mahara would come. Mm. With all of her questions. Corner Ryan's beautiful mother, who I love so much. She was a, she was a book distributor in, uh, in, 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 uh, in Proudfoot's movement. When I first went to New York, I, used to, I was serving in Los Angeles and I was asked to go to New York to inspire the devotees about book distribution. It was a long time ago. <laughs> this is like 40, 50 years ago. And um, the temple was in Brooklyn at that time. So some of the devotees in New York, they were a little bit like, hey, we're from New York. You know, you're know, you coming from L.A. and you're going to teach. You. I didn't really have. I was asked to go there. So you know, I went and uh, I was greeted at the door with that spirit by Gore Hari, a godbrother of mine, nice enough fellow, you know, very nice fellow. But um, they immediately set up like a competition you know, amongst Jadurani and the big, dis- uh, uh, what's her name, um, Mahara, of course, and um, Dayiva Shakti, and Voodi You don't know these, but some, of, some people who are listening maybe have been around for a long time and know some of these names. So I'll bring them into the picture. And so we were all sent out to different places to distribute. And of course, the New York, the devotees were all supposed to like outshine the numbers of books sold and so forth. Um, and I was at the Port Authority, which is a, which is a bus depot. And then I was sent to LaGuardia Airport. It was at LaGuardia Airport that I saw um, Mahara selling books. And it was something different about her, her, her and Daiva Shakti also. Uh, but uh, she stood out a little bit more to me. And I, I just had some regard for her and her efforts and so forth in subsequent years. As new Dobbin's developed and she became a member there and became a collector. I used to follow a little bit. How is Mahara doing? She was a collector, and they posts what she collected, and so on and so forth. I just had a natural kind of uh, connection with her but she didn't she didn't realize or know about, it and never had a chance to voice it until many years later, until to these years. Um, but anyway, I won. <laughs> I outdistributed everybody at, at the time. Whatever. Um, but Mahara in North Carolina, she would come um, and question and wonder and then ask further questions of archon City and Karnamlita and they, he, he actually is following Prabhupada. He says it a little different, uses a different vocabulary, but, and this is the teaching and you might've thought it was like this earlier. They very much helped her and so forth. And, and so gradually some people from the community came. In fact, one of the beautiful things that happened is that, they were trying to build a temple in Prabhupada village, and it was like more like the Hat, you know, the Hatfields and the McCoys. It's an old saying, like from the Appalachian mountains. Each party, families got shotguns and then warring with one another over, you know, whatever. Um, so there was a constant warring over, over philosophy. And the arguments on each side weren't even philosophical, <laughs> uh, in, in any, in any real. Uh, depth certainly wouldn't interest a philosopher Um, and and they had a temple that they were trying to build but they they couldn't get it together enough to cooperate and agree to build the temple and so the deities that had been purchased for the temple they were relocated temporarily in the house of Archon City so the, the, the deities came to Arjun City's house and that's where I was was residing and, and, and giving talks. You know, I was coming for over the years, uh, a few times, You know, every year at least once, maybe twice. I used to chuckle and think, they wouldn't let me go to the temple that wasn't built yet. I was not allowed to go there, but the deities for the temple came to the house, that, the Washington house that hosted me. <laughs> but they couldn't put the, do the math <laughs> the point is out a couple of times but they, they but gradually we had some we were able to um help the devotees do relief work At a certain point mahar started bringing her son or going, going around who kind of picked up on my talks and used to uh relate them back to some extent to his father and say yeah, he's, he's hard to listen to but if you pay attention he, he's got something to say there mr saying god brother is mine um husband. So, through this group, at any rate, of devotees in this area of North Carolina, I was introduced to the fact that Dulal Chandra, who previously served for the archives there at this so called Prabhupada village, was living in Winston Salem. I think it's a couple hours away. And that he had programs there every now and then. And um, would like to invite me. I don't know if he came to any of the programs that I gave in uh, the Prabhupada village, but he had and his wife, Bhakti Raso, always like a, the, it was in their DNA, if you will, to invite Vaishnavas. And I bring this up because this is the kind of scar that we want. The last thing we want is a scar for keeping Vaishnavas away. Mm-hmm. That I found in that Prabhupada village, as I've explained. Mm-hmm a scar for doubting them. You look at the life of Prabhupada, how he explains his own childhood under the care of his loving father. What does he say about his father? His father had a scar for hosting Vaishnavas to a fault. Anything that moved and pretended to be a sadhu, he would invite them into the house and feed them and so forth. And of course, they didn't have much to say. Well, OK, anyway, we tried. And Prabhupada saw many of those. Anyway, he tried and he started to doubt are there any real Vaishnavas in the world? This is the philosophy of my father and and the family that I come in from the Saptadram community But it was particularly blessed by Nithinanapu. Some say Nithinanapu who came to the world to deliver that community. Prabhupada was part of that community that overflowed when the British took over Calcutta into Calcutta and, and half the population was from the, the, the Sil or, or, or the Moloch Family, gay family is a division of that. probably was a member of the gay family, big group of Nityananda followers. Hmm. But where are the real sadhus? Of course, when he met Bhaktisiddhanta at the urging of a friend, then he had an epiphany, he had a different experience. But his father, the point is, had this default invite the Vaishnavas, invite the Vaishnavas. So I found this default valuable hmm, in, 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 uh, and Chandra and his good wife, Rasa, who invited me. they took a chance invited Sadhu. and um, they at the time they had a business that was like a, a, a like a new age shop or something where they sold crystals and things that other people thought were spiritual and so forth. and they made a living through that. and they, but they connected with people also who were sympathetic uh, to spiritual, Eastern spirituality, and then they, at least at least monthly they would host a, a program, and I was quite amazed by their house. It was set up really, and primarily, as, as I could understand it, for those programs. It was a little two I think a two, little two bedroom house, um, and the upstairs the bedroom was very small, and then the big downstairs. And it was like set up for that. And Bhakti Rasa with her. Uh, enthusiasm brought beautiful deities. I've never seen a deity more beautiful, a Radharani more, more beautiful deity than the than the Radharani of uh, Radha of Madhava that uh, that um, uh, she invited and, and who agreed and came there and had a beautiful um, uh, throne for them, carved throne and so forth. It was, it was uh, quite uh, stunning. To me, and they kind of would have a full house at least, at least once a month. And aside from that, Ula Chandra was giving Bhagavad Gita classes weekly, maybe like every Wednesday night. And he had a small community of people, probably coming from that larger community. Some people who became more interested, and he was teaching them Bhagavad Gita. So I was very inspired by that setup, far more than than the than the. Um, the uh, you know, pseudo quote unquote Prabhupada village, which i say, which was very poorly <laughs> named. Um, and uh, I went and was well received and uh, invited again. Um, and gradually, I got to know Lulal Chandra and, and Bhakti Rasa and their beautiful daughter, um, Bhakti Rasa's daughter, actually from another marriage, who became my disciple, Shamsaki. Some of you may know her. Hmm? And very early on, I came to find out that Dulal had a vision to expand what he was doing, basically, to have some type of a community that uh, you know could do what he was doing on a larger scale and so on. And I thought that was a, a good idea, I had a similar idea myself and so forth. And I shared that with him and Bhakti Rasa. And, um, and of course, well, with their help, um, we and help of some others, we acquired a property that would facilitate that and um, very beautiful property in a different part of North Carolina, three four some hours away. And well, we had a property but how to develop it and the personnel and so forth, the vision was co- required a lot to develop it um, And uh, you know I'm a small person myself and hardly, you know, an organizer (laughs) or a manager. So Bhakti Ross is a very good manager and Pawhal is a good, uh, very good accountant. Uh, So it was a, they were good uh, part of the picture, if you will, but they lived four or five hours away. So they contacted me and said, would you like us to relocate? I said, well, you know, I thought to myself, they are gonna sell their house? they are gonna, they'd have to sell their business.
1: Hmm?"
2: And they're asking me, should we stay where we are Hmm. And with the money that we make, hmm, they had previously, they had been giving 50% of their income to print Prophet's books to the book fund. Now they wanted to give that donation to myself and the vision that we shared uh, and so forth. So they asked, should we move or should we just stay here and then send the money? And I thought, well, there's nobody here now. If you're here, we'll at least have a base. Something, so they moved. They sold their business. They sold their house. I was, I was, I was inspired by that example. And the house that they bought, we named it Ananda Ashram, and they turned it into an ashram. Now you have to think what that means. You're seventy, you know, let's say years old, and uh, Bhagwad Dasgupta is, is 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 younger. I'm not sure her age, but um, they their children. Uh, each from different marriages were already grown and out of the house and so on and so forth and they're going to turn their and they had a nice house their own peace of mind and they were doing preaching it's all set up it was successful and now they're going to turn their house into an ashram hmm. well that's <laughs> yeah, a uh, quite a quite a sacrifice to do uh, especially when uh, ashrams in the West, they tend to have a lot of tryouts, you know, in the, in the door and out the back door. And you start to build something based on these young men and women have joined. And the next thing these young men are getting together and going somewhere else, it happens. So it's hard to hard to build uh, with that type, type of a base. Um, and, you know, we went through ups and downs, but we spent many, many, many days, especially Bhakti Rasa and I planning and thinking um, about what we would do if we had the funds and the people and so on and so forth. And and Dulal was always there waiting for, well, we'll see where the funds come, you know. Meanwhile, this is what the books say right here. And so forth. It was a very beautiful times. But anyway, this is where I got to know Dulal and I I would go there, uh, I think originally I went there for like a month, twice a year in the spring and the fall and was doing that regularly and devotees from other parts of North Carolina would come when I was there and so forth. We would have festivals. They, they organized all those festivals. Many devotees were introduced to Krishna consciousness and many devotees were, um, or new people were interested. In many, many devotees were, were uh, helped, nourished. They were, they were given relief work that Puja Patrita Marsha had asked me to do mm, with, the, with my preaching and extended help. I received from Dulal and Bhakti Barkirasan. Dulal mm. had a very um, a very uh, stable uh, spiritual life in terms of his He never let anything get in the way of that. Mm. And uh, this was something that was very um, um, inspiring. Mm. The way he did that was to create a space for himself. Mm where there would be uh, the least possibility of distractions. So every night at eight o'clock, he would read for an hour when everything had settled down. Mm -hmm. And I think this was a practice that he carried with him from his previous location in the other part of North Carolina. But in this situation, it was even more um, required, if you will opportunities for distractions, problems happening. Uh-oh, broke this, broke, got to fix that, and so on and so forth. So at 8 o'clock at night, things would settle down. He would read for one hour, and then he would take rest. Then he would wake up at, at 1 in the morning. And from 1 to 3, he would, he would chant his 16 rounds of Japa without fail, paying full attention, and then he would... Uh, uh, I think from three to five he would read again and then from five to six thirty he would listen to one of my classes which he was very tra- attracted to, very charmed. He very much liked my style of presentation. As you know, most of you may know, um, the carryover of that was that he created the site Shabda Brahman where all my talks are and they're well organized and- and so on and so forth, that has uh, a lot of people go to and take advantage of those thousands of talks. There must be two, 3,000 of them on there. Mm-hmm. So he organized that. He was very, very, and also on Apple, you know, whatever it's called, um, iTunes, iTunes ma- made them available and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. One of the services for the, for the community of Godius and the public in, in, in general. Uh, then, uh, then at uh, six thirty, he would take a six thirty, or hmm? yeah, he would take a nap till say eight thirty. So then his day would day would start. Hmm? So he had a very powerful uh, and um, undistracted space that he afforded himself on a daily basis, without fail, hmm? um, to uh, absorb himself. Inside and prepare for you know what the day might bring, that could be uh, distracting or uh, require his attention and, and energy, which um, he gave attention and energy to you know many things that were going on at the time. So his schedule, his life, if you will, as as a, as a Sadaka. Well, I started out you know he told me the stories, electrifying stories of the circumstances that he found himself in that were really unconducive to practice hmm? really conducive for being distracted and thinking what am i what am i doing here so he he <laughs> he uh uh gravitated towards what i underscored earlier creating a favorable space for one's practice right he did this and now at the cost of being involved in what proper really wanted us to be involved in in puja patrita marsh by by extension, relief work probably was outreach. Pujapati was was re- relief work or fortifying those who, by the outreach, had come in and were looking at the back door or out the window or something like that. Um, so uh, he he at the same time, what I'm saying is he he maintained an active life in terms of trying to fulfill the what he thought would be the 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 expectations of Prabhupada and um as well to continue the uh, effort to share, if you will, the teachings of uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be an active participant in the dispensation of the good tidings of Gaur and the tenanda. Um Now, Galal was an interesting person in, in many respects, a very colorful person. One of the things about him that, that comes to mind is that um, he was he was not a fan of health food. Hmm. It may sound a little odd or a little curious, but uh, he was one of the things about. Uh, I think New was good, is that it really gave a strong impression for the power of Mahaprasadam. Hmm. There were a lot of quote unquote Prasadam devotees there who would make their testimony that I. The only reason I'm a devotee is because of Mahaprasadam. It, it was a fairly um, common in ISKCON idea. We were introduced to this, this sacred remnants and so forth, and they were good. Um, so uh, he was quite a fan of that, and um, you know, in that meant well kachoris and halwa and uh, puris and so forth. And he used to say that um, I like halva plain, not cardamom halva or saffron halva, you know, or uh, blueberry halva. I want halva plain so that I can be sure and taste all the butter. His idea was bread was a place on which to put butter. (laughs) He told me. (laughs) So he was... (laughs) Now, I don't think that that was perhaps the best... um, uh, course to take in terms of his health so uh, there's probably a way you know that you can harmonize both right <laughs> and and so forth but it was a beautiful kind of a uh faith and uh, perspective if you will that that, uh, that that he had and uh i appreciated it. at the same time his health was not that good mm-hmm. and um he was not uh, that uh the kind of person who would who would attend to his health.
1: Hmm?
2: Now, someone some may have faulted him for that, or some in the end here of his um, manifest presence amongst us. He um, did not uh, struggle, if you will, to counteract impending death or circumstances that uh, could be read hmm? Uh, as to say that Mr. Death is, you know, is knocking on your door. Mm-hmm. Um, he had so he had kind of a well. Um, this is what it is. You know, it's only going to last so long, and uh, use it for the in the right way. And um, and um, and while his lack. If you will of care for his health, which, which to me was evident, and I think Bhagavad will su- will support me on that. Um, uh, there was there, there seems to have been a positive to this because the way he looked at it was was from with some kind of Krishna conscious color about it all,
1: hmm?
2: yeah. and I think in in the end, this really carried him in a in a significant sense. Um, his, he would tell me that his health was deteriorating. I used to like to go on a walk and talk, and 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 he could couldn't keep up on a walk, and I didn't didn't really register with me that much. I thought you know he's only my age, you know, seventy seventy three he would have been this year. It didn't register with me that much that that that, that he was close to death. But as I think back. And especially when I think back to the last time I visited, which was only about three or four months ago, he was speaking about um, leaving the world, setting things up for his wife, making arrangements and, and so forth. At that time, his wife had gone on a diet herself and a health kind of binge and and wouldn't buy other things. So he was forced to, to go along with it. And he looked healthier than I had seen him. He'd lost weight and so forth. And, and he was talking. I must have been three, four, five times. He he spoke like this, as if he had some sense that he was going to pass from the world, and it wasn't far away. And I have to say honestly, I didn't. I didn't think I think that that was probably accurate. It didn't seem. Of course, I wasn't privy to all of his health issues. I knew that he had high blood pressure and a couple of things that happened when I was there over the years, visiting and so forth. And but. Um, he really had a strong sense about it, and he was resigned to it happening. Mm -hmm. He was not um, of the persuasion to extend his life by any number of medical efforts, but rather to accept the inevitable um, and do it in Krishna consciousness. Mm -hmm. He intimated to his good wife, uh, Bhakti Rasa, who was also my disciple, um, that um, that he researched for for sufficient um, precedent in the Bhagavatam and other texts for what he felt was the course that he should take, as he intuited more and more that, that his health was deteriorating at a rate that he would pass in in short term. Hmm? I mean, he was, he was like months ahead of time, thinking this and planning it out, so to speak, going over it in, in, in his mind, it would seem. And he drew upon the inspiration of Parikshit Maharaj, who was cursed to die and could have, the teaching is, obviously with his Vaishnav power, hmm, um, done away with the curse that he would die in seven days, but instead accepted it, went to the bank of the Ganges. And the result was? Sukadeva appeared on the scene, and we have Srimad Bhagavatam. Something good came from it. So he looked uh, to other precedences and he found many of them to support him. Mm-hmm. While some others thought, as it became clear to them that he was uh, the likelihood of his passing in the world was 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 considerable. Go to the doctor, get this, do do something about it. You know, they have this cure, they have that. But he was not of that um, Uh, frame of mind at all and he had prepared himself for months in advance it's not that he knew mystically that he was going to die at a certain date but there's some shadow of that if you will which is which is inspiring how he dealt with it Hmm. and uh, and um and uh, just you know in recent times it became critical and apparent and um very uh i was uh Notified about it, I contacted Bhakti Rasa and started getting daily reports and still I was a bit in disbelief that, well, you know, okay, there's a problem but but shortly I realized that this is, is imminent. He's, he's going to pass from the world and um, I reached out to a couple of devotees in the community in North Carolina who were uh, uh, involved in, you know, what we were I've been planning to do there, which, which we're not going to do now. Obviously, those plans have changed um, um, in terms of building the community there. Uh, but um, word spread like faster than the internet, mm-hmm. uh, near and far, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems like a caravan of devotees arrived at at, uh, at Newell's and Bhagavad Gita's residents to pay tribute to him. Devotees who were students of mine, who knew him through me, who knew him, some of them before me from the area. The God brothers from out of state came, um, who knew him from previous times, from Nupendabha and so on and so forth. And, um, and I, I, I think that um, uh, as it was related to me, with um, some even videos and, and pictures and so forth, that you could not have passed from the world in greater vaishnav style. It really, uh, he, without trying or making any effort on himself, just trying to get out of the way, so to speak, um, many people surfaced and 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 some of them who didn't like him that much, perhaps, but knew that he was for real. You know, we have different personalities. So we can't always entirely, you know match minds with one another, but we have something greater, deeper that's in common. And he shined in that regard enough, let's say, to um, um, when news was out and about, with regard to his passing, it brought uh, a, a good number of devotees. And Bhakti Rasa just repeatedly described it to me several days in a row of this happening, of just a beautiful event. The Vaishnavas are so beautiful. The Vaish- she would say to me, the Vaishnavas are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, his choice at the time was to listen to my lectures of um, on Bhakti Rasa Mirtasindura. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, I called uh, to speak with him um, and he could not speak, but um, I expressed my feelings for him and he wept. It's just a couple of days before passing and um, through his body language and so forth, Bharati Rasa related to me his uh, gratitude and his, the mutual feelings he shared of affection that we had for one another, have for one another, and uh, so it was very um, endearing, emotional, and um, and before um, he for a short period became unconscious, he was conscious, listening to tapes, devotees were coming, he was able to acknowledge them even get up a little bit and and, 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 and and thank them. he expressed a desire to feed the Vaishnavas mm-hmm. so typically you know we have a feast that we provide in glorification of the Vaishnavas. he has provided this feast through bhakti rasa but he wanted to has to go shopping and buy for all the Vaishnavas so we've made a nice feast. <laughs> This is, again, his very, he had affinity for prasadam, <laughs> and he liked to see it distributed also widely. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've offered that here on his behalf to Daji Gupal, and we'll honor it uh, shortly. But at the point where he um, went unconscious for a short period of time, he was uh, surrounded by kirtan, and Bhakti Rasa seemed to know that he was leaving just at the moment that he was. It went to his ear, and whispered the Hare Krishna mantra directly into his ear, and in the middle of the mantra, before she could finish, he passed away. So in the middle is Hare. So it's in the middle of Krishna and Ram. He passed away. We can say with uh, with the grace that's found within the Mahamantra. mantra, and he was dressed then beautifully in uh, in a kirta with you know hari Krishna printed all over it with a walking stick almost ready for his next to enter into his next next life there at uh, his house uh, they took care of cared for uh, some of our, our cows and so forth and he was a participant in that uh, that cap of Seva as well as Bharati Rasa was who was more active in that field but He had an affinity for this ideal, Mm -hmm. kind of by osmosis, (laughs) by a little bit, caught caught it, it was a little bit, my own enthusiasm, a little contagious, he caught that and I was able to help him focus his his bhajan in a way that um, um, would be very, very helpful, let's say, for um, such, end of life um, uh, course that he that he found himself on. so these are a few thoughts um, I have I, I hope that uh, the devotees listening can appreciate and remember him for the good qualities that um, he he exhibited and um, um, and I ask everybody to show their greatest uh, sympathy and support for. From Rasa. Mm-hmm. At this time, she is a very uh, 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 capable and sincere devotee with an appetite uh, for service. So we try to uh, help her to uh, find her way into the next chapter of her life. And uh, this was a big concern for Dulal Chandra, he shared with me. In the end, I told him, among other things, when I did speak with him, although he couldn't reply, I said, Don't don't worry about Bharti Rasa. I will take care of her. So <laughs> I means all of you too. Right? So this is what we do for, for, for Dilal Chandra now. Dilal Chandra Prabhuki Jai, Vaishnavrinda Jai, Gaur Bhakti Vrindaki Jai, Gaur Premanande. Very, very good.